Welcome to the new sound of online radio. Welcome to the sound of Universal Broadcasting Network. She's passionate about telling stories of amazing women who are rocking the world and empowering women to live, love, and thrive. Here's your host, Katherine Gray. Hi, and welcome to Live, Love, Thrive, Women's Empowerment Hour, brought to you by 360karma.com. We hope you're joining the conversation on Facebook and also, of course, following us on Twitter and Instagram at My360Karma. As you know, we always have on incredible guests, and today we have on an extraordinary actress. She's also a philanthropist, I say that three times, and a writer, and just a wonderful human being. Please give a warm welcome to actress Eva LaRue. Hi, Eva. Hi. How are you? Thank you for having me. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm really good. How are you? Good. So I know most people know you from All My Children and now CSI series. Right. And um, I think that what I like to do most is like tell people, you know, what your journey was to get here because uh, a lot of people, um, they love your work. They see you. you they know you're successful and they want to know, you know, how did she do it? Yeah. You know, and, and, and I know you have like a, a really kind of a tough childhood upbringing story that we talked about, the, yeah. that your parents divorced when you were seven. Mm -hmm. uh, I know a lot of people relate to that because it's very common in our world, you know, to come from a divorced family. So but at seven years old, uh, let's start with that. How 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 did that feel? Or did you well, you know, it's, really know I, what was happening? No, I, I mean, I think at that age, it's interesting because the research shows that um, kids of divorced couples that are older have a much tougher time with the divorce. Mm -hmm. So teenagers and young adults have a much tougher time um, dealing with their parents getting a divorce than... Um, you know, children that are younger because right. they don't really, evidently, the way our brains develop are when they're, um, up until you're 15, your brain thinks very concretely. Yeah. And um, 15 and up, your brain starts to take on conceptual ideas. Right. So, and I think it's really... And then we won't talk about what happens after 50. <laughs> right. Then it's just called blank. It's, you know that, remember the old what phones? What was your name? No. The, the, the old phones when you hung up, they'd go click, click, ooh. <laughs> That's pretty much what's going on in my head all the time now. <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah, so that's me. But yeah, so it's interesting because I think it's a um, built-in defense mechanism for yeah. our brains as children yeah. because traumas bounce off a lot easier because so what happens can um, with a concrete thinking for children is that if it's right in front of them, they'll mm -hmm. be sad about it. Right. But then they're able to skip off and play. Right, because right. it's not right in front of their Rebound. face, and they they don't perseverate on something right. all day like we do. Right, and that's so, conceptual thinking. Even in a tougher part of your upbringing, you were sharing about, uh, you know, your mom was a single mom. Yeah, she had, a single mom. You know, it was two, me and my sister. We were uh, on welfare. Right, right. Um, I mean, people knowing you as a successful actress jobs. would never know. This road that, I mean, that was not an easy childhood, you know. No, no. But, you know, it's funny. It's it's what you know, so you don't think of it as being hard. Um, again, I think our brains are sort of built to protect us growing up 
from a lot of things that we don't you know know what's going on and and frankly it just was what it was so I didn't consider it um, um, a deficit or hard or because but now when right. I look back on it I'm like yes wow yeah yes yeah wow you, and you know course, how she struggled and can you oh, see how hard now, it was being a mom and being yeah. a single mom yes and you know we live with just like that certain amount of fear day to day that you know you want these things for your kids and you want to make sure that you provide for them well and you also want to make sure that they have like a you know a full rounded home life and that doesn't always happen the way we want it to happen but it is true <laughs> uh, it sounds like you grew up with a lot of love yes and so it is true that Kids really don't know any differently uh, if they haven't had anything different. Right. And that a rich, full love environment uh, is is worth more than money. Uh, Yeah. uh, yeah. And my mom was like ridiculously supportive of what I wanted to do. And she really nurtured my creativity. And she, you know, provide we, you know were on dance scholarships. She tried to, you know, get us whatever, you know, free bits that she could. And she scraped together so we could be taking dance lessons and acting lessons and things because she knew that my sister and I, um, you know, that, that that's where our creative, uh, you know, outlets were. And that's where your heart was. Yeah. That's where our hearts were. That's what our our passions were. And so she really did her best to support that. And that is so cool. Yeah. I mean, she obviously did something right. She did a lot right. She did a lot right. Poor moms. uh, (laughs) They get blamed for everything. And, you know, I guess, you know, my kid will be in therapy. But I mean, look at you now. I mean, so, um, so what, so as a kid, you were in theater and I know you grew up in Long Beach, right? Well, I was born born in Long Beach. Born in Long Beach, grew up in Norco, California. Oh, right. In a little town, you were telling me. In a very um, suburb, uh, well, not even suburban, more um, rural. Country. Yeah. Yeah. A rural town. Yeah, it's so interesting. I just read that uh, they said to baby boomers, where are you going to retire? And it said 40% said in the country. Isn't that surprising? It's like, but yeah. oddly enough, there is no country left yeah. in the United yeah. States. It's all yeah. suburbia. So and 15% said city. Maybe maybe the they don't know the I difference between the country and the city. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah, you got to go far surprising. for the country nowadays. I know. <laughs> I know. We're talking Lancaster or something. Yeah. Um, but um, so... You love living here in Los Angeles? I do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm like everybody. I don't love the traffic, but yeah. you just, you can't beat the weather. You can't. I yeah. mean, it's hot right now. I don't even care. I like it hot. Yeah. Yeah. Some like <laughs> it hot. Some like it hot. That's me. So what's it like being on CSI? I know um, my friend Ann Donahue was one of the most leading edge women in the industry oh, who amazing. created, wrote, produced CSI yeah. initially. And um uh, how awesome that you're on that show because yeah. that is one of the most successful crime series uh, syndications in in, the in world. history yeah. in the world. In the world. Yeah. yeah, and it's been off now for a little over four years. So we um, wrapped our last episode of CSI Miami four and a half years ago, and um, but it was we were running for ten years, which was ten really years. Yeah, amazing. Wow. CSI Vegas was on, I think, fourteen. Uh, Oh my gosh! Thirteen or fourteen, and, years? and there's something else on now, right? A new, yeah, now well, now, the, you know that series because it was so successful, yeah. worldwide, globally, right. that it got dogpiled. So right. after that, it was you know it, it was CSI Vegas, then CSI Miami, then CSI New York, then NCIS, NCIS LA, Bones, Mentalist, blah, like they just like yeah. went, 
Yeah. And they dogpiled it. So I don't even <laughs> that know the technical what's left. term. That's the, yeah. the technical term is. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what's left now. I'm sure there's NCISs yeah. still. And there's, I don't know what Yeah, and, and NCIS, my friend Scott Williams does. Uh, okay. So, I mean, I know that whole crime thing is, like, so popular. A good popular. friend of mine, yeah, Daniela Rua is on, on uh, NCIS LA. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, and I think they just renewed that, and, yeah, that's yeah. a great series yeah. also. Um, but you got your start on All My Children. Yes. Which a lot of people know you from. Yes. Apparently. I, I'm hearing that as we were posting you're going to be on the show, and people love you from that. Was that your first big break? It was. That was yeah. my my first big break. I worked, you know, I was working pretty steadily up to that, but just like, you know, a guest star on this and a guest star on that. And I was on Santa Barbara, which was another soap opera for about six months before. And, um, you know, I was doing some hosting in between, too. And then I got all my children and moved to New York for 10 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And met my husband there. On He was my love interest on the show. Oh, my god. Had gosh. my daughter. Wow. <clears throat> went through divorce. Moved back home. Okay. So, but it was so amazing, and I started there with um, Kelly Ripa and Sarah Michelle Gellar, who went on to do Buffy the Vampire Slayer and various other you know, movies and things like that. So we had a really cool alumni from that time. Was it and a fun ten years? It was a very fun ten years. Yeah. yeah. And I was there off and on, so I died. Like oh. all good soap characters have to right. die and come back with amnesia, so I did that. <laughs> and I had like soap disease because you don't know, you know, like when you have a disease and you don't know what it is that kills you. And then I went down in a fiery plane crash. Somebody stole my baby. Oh my twice. gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know if I just misplaced it. I mean, <laughs> you got to love the yeah, storylines. You got to love the storylines. But I have to say, <clears throat> some crazier stuff was happening behind the scenes. Yeah. I mean, for whatever. Oh, someday come on I'm now. Write you a book. tell. Yeah. Someday when all the oh, usual write suspects that book. are dead, I am going to write the <laughs> write book on book. what's really going on behind yeah. because. Seriously, some of the what's going on in the dressing rooms on soap operas are far crazier than they could ever write. I mean, they, they should just turn the camera into the dressing they really room should. and it would be and better. You know, we weren't we weren't all together sure that they weren't bugging the dressing rooms. Really? Everybody said, you know, it's weird because I just said this the other day in my dressing room and it's odd that it showed up in a script. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I wonder. It would have been smart because I, they didn't have to write anything if they yeah. were just right they're just paying attention <laughs> it to it. It wrote itself in huh? the makeup room and the yeah. little like behind the scenes bits and yeah. the, you know, love interests, the real love interests yeah. and the affairs and yeah. the I mean like way more than they could ever have written. I'm gonna so, write it someday. Now, okay. Yeah, you're gonna write a book? <laughs> yeah. On a that. book is coming, folks. Yeah. What will it be called? Oh my goodness. Behind the curtain. Behind the curtain, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, or or uh, all my drama. Yeah, all my drama. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, after this, then you ended up on CSI. I guess there's some other projects there in between, of course. But um, what was that like? Because uh, CSI, you know, as we were just saying, is such a popular franchise, such a big show. That was a big, <clears throat> big deal for your career. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, what was that like? I mean, it must have been like world apart from being on a soap opera. Totally yeah. different. Well, yeah. it's a completely different, um, a completely yeah, format, different genre, format, yeah. a completely different kind of work. Sounds like soap yeah. opera. Yeah. yeah, on a soap <laughs> opera, it's um, 
when I right when I left, we were doing parts of three shows a day, and sometimes mm-hmm. up to seventy-five pages of dialogue. It was oh between like gosh. fifty and seventy-five pages of dialogue a day. Yeah, yeah. This Can is why I would that? never be an actor because because when you're doing, <laughs> I a can't sp- remember a paragraph. Yeah, oh I can't gosh. remember a phone number. I was brain dead by the end of a week. <laughs> by the end of the week, I couldn't even remember my name. Yeah. And when you think about, you yeah. know, when you're doing a one-hour show, mm-hmm. um, you have nine days to shoot. 75 pages. Oh, my gosh. You know what I mean? Or 90 pages or yeah. whatever it ends yeah. up being. But to we do would it do in a day. day. Oh, my gosh. So it was crazy. Insane. So when we got this, when I started on CSI Miami, it was like, I, I first of all, I thought it was going to be like, oh, piece of cake. We shoot like seven pages a day or maybe yeah. nine. Like, yeah. big deal. However... Yeah. It was all scientific stuff. Yeah. So it's like speaking in Japanese oh, oh or speaking in another language. Yeah. It's like all this criminal technology, all of this scienti- scientific, you know, technological. Right. But you pulled it off. Yeah. <laughs> sort of, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Besides those two things, what are uh, what are what are your fate? What's been your favorite project? Um, right now, my favorite project is um, is I just started with an organization called circleforparents.com. Yeah. And I came on as a board member and um and a and one of the owners and it is an online company that provides um coaching, mm. one-on-one and group coaching for parents on every possible parenting topic. Because what we're finding is that the statistics really show how alone we feel in parenting whether right. you're married or you're not. Right. Um how alone we feel, and in no matter our what issue. economic sta- status, no matter right? it's, it yeah. crosses all economic and right. socioeconomic right. barriers, because we feel like um, I think, and, and exponentially due to all of our social media, which shows mm-hmm. how happy everybody's family is, yeah. <laughs> the highlights of how amazing and yeah. everything's everybody's smiling and everybody's great, and they don't have problems with their teenager and yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, their kids, you know, not having night terrors and right. so. People feel very isolated and very alone and also trying to put on a good show of how mm-hmm. you're also trying to get your kid into a good school. You don't right. want to look like there's any problems in your house. And, right. And everybody's right. There's fighting. There's a lot of pressure. There's so much anxiety that yeah. we're producing for our children now, too, because to have them be good good athletes and good academically and be ready to go to and have all this philanthropic work on the side because right. they'll never get into a college if they don't have 87,000 hours a month right. of, of right. you know, charity work. And I think what we're doing is is too much, way too much. Yeah, it's and overload and anxiety. And did you look at your Twitter and did you look at your Instagram? And did you look at your Facebook? Oh, my gosh. And God did you forbid feel you missed anything. And, you, the FOMO, like yeah. the fear of missing out, like yeah. with all this stuff. And so, um, so we're really providing a, a fantastic service, and and especially in the culture of um, business coaching mm-hmm. now, everybody's got a business coach at all of these at these big, uh, at the at the corporate and the executive level. So we're offering parenting coaching. I it's love ne- that. with doctors and therapists and specialists in that specific topic. So it's topic specific. You can go on, um, type in a topic. And join a, a group, a parenting group, like or you join could, a one-on-one. Uh, go to it and say, my kid has ADD. Yeah, or, and you join know, a group or, whatever. or a one-on-one session. Yeah. People are finding that they really like the groups because think of how much we learn from our girlfriends. Mm-hmm. When we go to dinner, we go to lunch with our girlfriends, I get more information from them because we're, I mean, we're really research hounds. I am anyway. Right, right. So, you know, whatever your topic is, yeah. you've researched it. Right. So if I haven't researched, then I know my girlfriend has. Yes. And she'll tell me, oh, my kid's got problems with ADD, ADD yeah. and she's got the cutting edge 
doctors she's researched, specialists she's researched. Right. She knows what the new cutting edge technology in, in helping her kid, right. you know, create new neural pathways around that particular ADD or whatever. And I'm going to get my best information from them. So when we create a group within Circle for Parents, mm-hmm. those parents are helping each other, even though they've got a specialist or a doctor mm-hmm. as the moderator and the coach. Um, we've got parents that are further along in that journey. Mm-hmm parents that are just starting in that journey and, and they're all helping each other what's that website circle of it's circle the number four parents.com so circle four parents.com yeah love it yeah and i'm glad that there, you're I, doing that yeah. and then uh you know uh the research also shows that uh people are actually happier when they have community yes so what it's you're providing everything. is not just you know, assistance, but literally happiness to have right. that community because people then, like you said, don't feel isolated and yeah, alone. Exactly. So um, can anyone of any uh, income status come yes. come to this? Okay. Yeah. Anybody cool. from any income status. And frankly, um, you know, therapy is a very expensive venture. Mm-hmm. And especially when you go to a family therapist and then it's just kind of a blanket approach to whatever your specific issue is. Mm-hmm. So at Circle for Parents, it is topic specific. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a specialist in that specific topic. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's coaching and not therapy. So it's solution oriented. It's not... Yes. Um, you could go to therapy for a hundred zillion years and yeah. not really and chitty chat your brains out and yeah. not really find solutions. Right. This so it's is solution a solutionary. I love that. Yeah, which is really great. You're gonna come away with actual tools from every session. And not only that, I, I feel like um, you're gonna come away with a commu- like you said, a community mm-hmm. of people who understand and you can continue that community and for forty five dollars a session, can you imagine mm-hmm. going to a therapist for forty five dollars? Right. Right. That's great. How did, fortune, how, so. how did you get involved in this and why? I always think that people's obstacles somehow connect to what they do later yes. in life to give back. Yeah, I think and, so, And, you too. know, explaining that your background was single mom, welfare, you know, that maybe that's why you've taken on this endeavor to help people in that position. 100%. Yeah. I and think so, that, too. But, you know, going through, um, I got divorced five years ago and kind of guiding my daughter and I through that process. It was very, you know, it was pretty emotionally debilitating for us. And um, guiding her through that, I it's really fantastic to be part of a company um, that is providing affordable coaching. Right. Um, because it's just not even a possibility for a lot of single moms because it's just mm-hmm. too expensive. We just don't even know where to go. Right. Like, we don't even know how to begin. Right. Or, or what do they really need or what do I really need or I can just do this alone. And it, it's super, it's very isolating. So they go to this website and they find their community. <laughs> Is this located here in L.A. or... It's- all over the world. It's all over yeah. the world. You can literally wow. plug in day or night and find a coach that is teaching a class on that is teaching yeah. a class. At, at what a time. great thing to tie yeah. into. How'd you get involved in that? Uh, like you know, yeah. like yeah. I said, it's usually when it you're found you? hanging out with. It found yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I just sort of put out into the universe that I was ready to do something that was really that I was really passionate about and really spoke to my heart and what I'd been working on for the last four years with my daughter. Mm-hmm. Like all that work was not. Well, of course, it wasn't for nothing because we're a lot spiritually and emotionally 
um, more healed and evolved than we would ever have been and a lot closer than we would ever have been yeah. without that How trauma. Beautiful. So that trauma, yeah. you know, divorce is always traumatic, but there's beautiful pieces that come out of it. Always. And a lot of amazing gifts for both my daughter and I. And right. so I'm really, I know it sounds weird to be grateful for, you know, for a divorce. It's not that I'm grateful for the divorce. I'm You're grateful, grateful for, for what happened as a result of, of it. Yeah, yeah really exactly. beautiful gifts. Yeah. And, um, and so then from there, I decided, you know what, I think I'm going to do, I, I, I read a quote a few weeks ago that <clears throat> parenting without a sense of humor is like being an accountant who can't do math. <laughs> and it's so true. That's a great so analogy. I thought, you know what? I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna spin off a little YouTube channel because right now there's all these YouTube channels yeah. for um, parents with little kids and toddlers and babies and stuff. Right. But there really isn't anything for somebody parenting teens. And I can say it's funny, <laughs> but it's not. And but yeah. it does end up being because after you're past the whatever it is they're putting you through that the teens putting you through it is hysterically funny and they're gonna be great stories. I think it's just like so, uh, Cole Bear right now for me. Yeah, you know, <laughs> with politics, you think how could you possibly laugh and somehow he makes me laugh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You so have that, to have a sense of humor. So are you have you already launched this or that's what you're launching? So this is gonna launch the YouTube channel Parenting. Um, How cute! Yeah, is is uh, we're actually editing the first three episodes right now, and we're oh, going to be to aired it. by the end of next week, hopefully. Yeah, I the first love one. that, and they're pretty funny. The first few episodes are it's going to be a micro series of <laughs> like yeah. a really micro series since YouTube things are only like five minutes long. Of like the first three are going to be on. On sex, on how to discuss. Oh my God, this with sounds your kids fantastic! And teens, uh, oh my God, I wish I had my, my mother. They're had pretty that. funny. They're really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you wish your mother had had that one? <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, yeah, I had to guess my way through that one. <laughs> yeah, right. Thanks, mom. They they they, they didn't want to. They definitely we skirted that issue <laughs> when we were growing up on every issue. Right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, they were. Yeah, figure out the, the drinking. Figure out the drugs. Right. Figure out the sex. Yeah. There was no Come therapy, you, you know. Yeah. Thank God we're the therapy generation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you're doing that. I know mm -hmm. you just did uh, You did a TED Talk on forgiveness that people should check out. I did. What made you do it on forgiveness? Um, again, it kind of goes back to this whole journey that my daughter and I have been on over the last uh, five years. And the talk is on, um, is on breakdown to breakthrough. And then the 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 final wrap up of the breakthrough has to be forgiveness because otherwise mm -hmm. you know that unforgiveness is really like taking poison and waiting for the other person to die yep. it, it yeah. doesn't i've heard that i like sense. that yep. yeah it's so true <clears throat> and so if we yeah. can't it find doesn't the do place them any harm it does you harm right mm -hmm. and forgiving doesn't mean you've said it's okay what you did to me it just says you know what you were where you were with the tools that you had at the time. Mm -hmm. I was where I was with the tools that I had at the time. I'm going to take responsibility. Mm -hmm. it's, it's really about taking personal responsibility. When you're right. forgiving somebody else, it's about digging super deep and taking all your personal responsibility. Because we can blame forever. Right. And then doing what you just did and what you said you did was to take what lessons came out of it yeah. to make life better. Better. And say, oh my gosh, that that something good came out of this. Something really beautiful came yeah. out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's amazing. on um, Baha'i.org. 
Okay, you can great. see that talk on Baha'i.org. Baha'i.org. Yeah. How do you spell that? Uh, B-A-H-A-I.org. Okay, beautiful. Yeah. So you just did the <clears throat> TED Talk. Uh, do you have any uh, uh, acting things that you'd like to be doing? Is there some sort of dream I, projects that you'd like to do? Um, well, I just wrapped up a movie with John Voight called Orphan Horse. That's going to be coming out, I think, later this year. Oh, my gosh. And, how exciting. Yeah. So that was it really sounds fun. sounds interesting. Yeah. That was really fun. It's yeah. like it's a family movie, and it's um, and it's really sweet. So Great. Well, yeah. look for that. What, what, what channel, or is it coming out on? It's going to be a feature film release. Uh, so we're waiting uh, to. Studio? Yeah, studio release. Okay, great. Well, that's very yeah. exciting. Well, independent, independent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Independents are the best. Yeah. No offense, studios. <laughs> <laughs> you have a little more leeway well, with what you want to do. Loved hearing what you're up to. Loved hearing what's behind the curtain. Uh, <laughs> looking forward to that book. Yeah. Drama uh, behind yeah, the my curtain. Gosh, I'm gonna to. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a good one. <laughs> it's going to be a good one. Yeah. And uh, just keep doing what you're doing. You're such a give back human being, and I think that's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so good much. Good to have you on. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Eva LaRue, and we will be back next week, same time, here on UBN. Make it a great week. Hugs and happiness.